At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. Welcome to the Cryptid Keeper Podcast, the podcast for cryptids and their keepers. That's us, and if you're listening, that means you too. I'm Alex Flanagan. And I'm Addison Peacock. And this week, our episode is brought to you by our current sponsor, Studio Headphones. Studio is changing the game in terms of earbuds. They're creating stylish but super effective headphones that blend the quality of sound that you would come to expect with the stylish side of Instagram culture. I love them. Addison and I both have pairs. We recently got pairs as well for Tim and Andrew who are on our Horrible Realis sub-podcast, and we're all just totally in love with them. I myself have a pair of the Trey earbuds, which are in-ear earbuds that offer an incredible sound quality while also letting you hear the world going on around you. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Addison has the the Regent, right? Yes, the, the, they're the over-the-ear model, and they are excellent for audio editing, for um, their somewhat noise canceling, so they are not ones you would want to wear on a run. But they are excellent for if you want to edit audio, if you work in any sort of capacity where you need to do that and you need to do it, especially in a busy place. I can take those and have them on in like a coffee shop or wherever I need to be and I'm working and I can just sort of shut everything else out and hear what I'm working on. They're yeah, super nice. But they're all really excellent. They are Bluetooth headphones. They are wireless, but they have the sound quality of traditional, you know, high-end headphones. Mm-hmm. And the Regent has an aux capability as well if you're not if you don't feel comfortable using the Bluetooth as yeah, well. Yeah, and either way, the battery life is super impressive. They last for several hours if you're using them continuously or several days on standby. Um, the Regent has in particular a really, really impressive battery life. I don't remember the stats offhand, but they're excellent. And if you go to Studio Sweden and order your headphones, you can use our special promo code KEEPER for a discount on those. So keep us in mind, keep them in mind, and happy listening. We're going to get into the show now. (laughs) Uh, Today is going to be probably a little bit of a shorter one, um, partially just because of schedules, which unfortunately this whole weekend has been crazy, but also because the the boy that I bring you today, while enjoyable and full of many wonderful treats and surprises, is not particularly, like... Not well fleshed out in the the lore, I guess. Okay. Um, but it's one that I, I'm sure you've actually heard of, oh, which okay. is our good friend, the Wolver. Are you familiar with the Wolver? W-U-L-V-E-R? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have heard of the Wolver. He's a kind and special boy. I love him with my <gasps> Wait, whole entire yes. heart. Oh, this is nice. This is a nice comeback yeah, episode. The this Wolver is, nice. is a good, good boy. So, launching right into the demoniacal. Mm-hmm. Demoniacal.blogspot.com tells us the wolver is a gentle werewolf-like being of Scottish folklore which is believed to live in the area of the Shetlands Islands. Hmm. Appearance. Wolvers appear as wolf humanoids, walking upright like humans and having a wolf head. The bodies of wolvers are covered in short fur. As far as the lore, wolvers are kind-hearted, gentle creatures who eat fish and have been known to help humans, especially lost people or people who are starving. For example, a wolver may beckon to a lost person from a distance and indicate the human should follow them. The wolver then leads the person to the edge of the nearest town. 
Wolvers may also place a fish on the porch of a starving family. Oh. Wolvers live in caves and are generally only sighted when they are fishing for their dinner. Make sure you find the fish before it goes bad, though. Because oh, otherwise do. that takes it from a kind gesture to a mean prank. To really like quickly. the world's worst Easter egg hunt. Yeah. yeah it takes it really, really quickly. I like him because I feel like somebody posited the question, and of course this is not the order that this happened in, but to me it feels like somebody posited the question, what if Robin Hood was like, you know that cartoon where Robin Hood was a fox? Like a literal fox, not like he was handsome. He was handsome. You know, you mean both. I, I do mean both. You're right. Cartoon Robin Hood, I think, I think was a romantic awakening for a lot of us. But no, which is a little weird, but true. Yes, but he's so dashing. But what if someone asked themselves, what if Robin Hood, but a wolf, but a werewolf? I like it. I'm into it. Um, I think that the other really interesting thing about it is that it's like. There's just some really positive representation for the werewolf community. You know, Mm -hmm. they get a bad rep all the time, and this is like a sort of a hashtag not all werewolves thing. Oh, like a really nice one. Yeah. Now, is this, like, is this creature always in the, like, wolf-human form? It's not like a werewolf in the traditional sense in that it's, like... Excellent question. So, yes, we'll talk about this. Okay, great. Wolvers are wolvers, like, all Um, the time. Okay. So, calling them a werewolf is incorrect because they do not shift. Mm. They are not shapeshifters, at least not in most iterations of the story. Um, They are possibly stronger than humans, Mm -hmm. um, but they cannot shapeshift like other werewolves, nor does their bite transform you. It's not anything like that. Wolvers are, like, a distinct class of being. They are their own thing. They are Okay, they're their own species. Yes. And there's some interesting stuff about that. Um, So it's funny, too, because Demoniacal always includes on their articles like a defense against section. But defense against wolvers just says, wolvers are no threat to humans and will only attack, hurt, or kill humans in self-defense. They are gentle, kind-hearted beings that should be treated with respect and left alone. Oh. (laughs) Which is so very true. Please treat them with respect. Please leave them alone. Yes. Uh, there is an interesting theory about wolvers and where they mm-hmm. come from and what they represent, which a lot of sort of articles get into in a really interesting way. Okay. Um, and I believe this is one of them. This is from a website called Wolfgard Northeast. Okay. Which is Wolfgard, W-O-L-F-G-A-R-D-N-E dot org. Oh, okay. Yep. So the title of this particular article is Wolver, Werewolf or Something Else? <laughs> Which is a little broad, so but pretty, I won't fault them for I that. I mean, look, Alex, can you argue <laughs> with the fact that everything is either a werewolf or something else? I think that's a really good binary, actually, and it's the only binary I subscribe to in yeah. my life. The boundary between human and other species is particularly hazy in myth. They're making some really general statements again. That's interesting. This mysterious liminal place hasn't disappeared in the present day. Wolves feature prominently in this borderland with plenty of tails and tails. Oh, did you say that or did they say that? They said that. (laughs) I just tried to find a way to emphasize that it would come through in an audio medium. That's fair. Did it work? I think so. Cool. Tales of all sorts of human-canine mixtures. Perhaps the most recognizable to modern Western audiences is the werewolf. Half man, half wolf. Transforms during the full moon. But modern werewolves, in their many variations, come from arguably more diverse origins. Many cultures have their own wolfy shapeshifters, land spirits, and other sometimes nameless creatures. Some are malicious and ravenous. Some are warriors. Some collect gifts to bring to the underworld, and some, incidentally, like to eat fish. The story of Wolver, benevolent, fish-loving wolfmen, comes from the Shetland Islands, a part of Scotland over 100 miles north of the UK. Fishing, of course, is an important part of human life on these islands, and apparently it's also important to the spirits who live there, too. According to Shetland's traditional lore, which I believe is a 1932 book by Jesse Saxby, the wolver was a creature like a man with a wolf's head. He had short brown hair all over him. 
His home was a cave dug out of the side of a steep knoll halfway up a hill. He didn't molest folk if folk didn't molest him. He was fond of fishing and had a small rock in the deep water, which is known to this day as the Wolverstein. There he would sit, fishing silex and piltax for hour after hour. Definitely not your traditional werewolf. Sorry, what are those things he was fishing? Silax, S-I-L-L-A-K-S, and piltax, P-I-L-T-A-K-S, I believe so. I would make sense. It would make sense since they said he was fishing them. I just, okay, yeah. thank you. When I hear an unfamiliar word, I like to <laughs> figure it out. Definitely not your traditional werewolf. Not like other werewolves. As described by Sagsby, Wolverine, why did we always get into, like, the weird bro culture when we talk about werewolves? We're making a lot of assumptions. Every single time, though. Every time Dogman come up. Because, uh, broad-shouldered and fuzzy. That's fair. Yeah. As described by Saxby, Wolver didn't appear to be shapeshifters. Neither human nor wolf, but something in between. These creatures were content with a quiet life of fishing out in the sea. As for my earlier description of benevolent, the wolver were reported to have frequently left a few fish on the windowsill of some poor body. I don't anticipate the next box office thriller to feature these mellow wolf creatures, but there's no reason to let them drift away from our memory. Too often we associate wolves of myth and history with words like evil, voracious, or gruesome, when really the relationship between wolves and humans is far more complicated mm-hmm. and sometimes much more charitable. I love wolves too, like the actual, like like traditional, like quadrupedal, like wolves. real actual, like, wolves. yeah, like wolves, like literal wolves. You know, I am, wolves. Yeah, you know, like wolves. Are you familiar with um with 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 nature's greatest invention, the wolf? Yes. <laughs> Are you familiar with nature's dogs? <laughs> Wolves. Nature's dogs. Pet one today. <laughs> don't. No, you can. They're good. Okay, but they might not want to be. They don't Yeah, I mean, respect to. their wishes. Wolves yeah. are, like, very timid, actually. If yeah, they can, are. Chances are, if you can actively get close enough to pet one, you're good to pet it. Yeah, that's true. They get... They're very... This is a pretty uh, overused phrase in terms of animals that people revile or, like, are maybe unnecessarily afraid of, but they're more afraid of us than than we are of them. Oh, they literally straight up are. They're so scared of people. Yeah. They're, like, very skittish. Like, if you know, like, a very skittish, like, rescue dog um, that's, like, not comfy with, like, being around people or, like, a lot of attention on it, that's pretty much just the entire wolf population. And they have such long tongues. Oh, they're good. Have you seen pictures um of wolves eating watermelon i have and let me tell you what every time one of those like thrillist travel videos on facebook comes up it's like you can go to this wolf dog sanctuary and pet the wolves i'm like you better believe i can (laughs) when i see them walking with like a big like half a watermelon in their jaws i get so happy i'm like look at them go it is literally my dream of dreams to like retire to a spooky writer cabin in maine and spend my days like frolicking with wolves in the forest. That's, like, really good. I just want to pet the largest dogs. I want to pet the biggest dogs nature has to offer. (laughs) Please bring me your biggest dogs. Please. Your largest dogs. All for me. With their wintry coats that I might bury my face upon them. (laughs) Oh. Um... Shout out, by the way, to whoever recently drew that fan art of me petting the spooky nightmare dog. Mm-hmm. It's incredible and perfect, and I love it. It was actually very funny to me because, like, I immediately saw it, and I wondered how they got a specific reference that I had, like, just been talking to Addison about, which I think was actually just a massive coincidence or, like, just the most consistent branding of all time. Mm. But I'm a big fan of this um, online browser game called Fallen London, which I play, like, all the time consistently. And it's like this alt history game where you are in a version of Victorian London that is like literally underground and also proxy to like 
all sorts of eldritch terrors. Um, oh, it's, it's great. It's fantastic, and I love it. But one of my current, like, personal story ambitions within Fallen London, and there are tons. You can do, like, literally anything. Mm-hmm. One of my, like, ongoing ambitions is that I'm trying to become the writer in residence at the shuttered palace of, like, the exiled empress or whatever. And so as part of that, I have to, like, spend my time at this palace and, like, interact with the people at court and, like, make my name in proper society and, like, work on my stuff. But one of the things I can do, like, to build up my inspired quality and, like, work on my my great literary works is that I can, like, go for a walk in the garden. And one of the options while you're walking in this garden is you can, like, um, interact with the empress's dog, which if you do it, um, whether you, like, succeed or fail, you get horrible nightmares. <laughs> but it does not matter because I pet this dog every single time. <laughs> like, I know that the only thing this serves in-game is to give me horrible <laughs> nightmares, but it does not matter. I will pet the dog every it is, time. Alex, it is text on a page telling you that there is a dog. Yeah. There's not like, even a picture exactly. of a dog, I think. No. Well, there is, like, a little There's, picture. like, a little drawing of yeah. a dog and text on a page that tells you there's a dog. It's important to me that I know that I did it. I understand. <laughs> I'm not going to change who I am just for a browser game. You know who else isn't going to change who they are? The Wolver. The Wolver! You're so right. So, the least we can do is tell their story. And maybe keep an eye out for a wandering wolf spirit. According to the Daily Record in the UK, it's been 100 years since the last Wolver sighting. But if I were poor and hungry in Shetland, I just might leave my window open. Hmm. Which I think is cute. It is cute, except it concerns me only slightly, not not like for danger reasons, but mostly just because it's a rainy country. <laughs> it is. Don't leave your window open <laughs> in the in the rain in one of the rainier countries. There is there is one last um, closing paragraph in this particular article that I enjoy very much, which just says, "It's far from the lesson we've learned from some modern werewolf tales, where locked doors may not save you from their rage. What's worse, the same demonization has given to the less mysterious, standard four-legged variety of Canis lupus that lives and breathes on the North American landscape. Let's take a lesson in generosity and patience from the wolver instead, and become better creatures ourselves, for the sake of humans, wolves, and everything in between. That's really sweet. Isn't that nice? Oh, that's really sweet. So that's from Wolfgard Northeast, which I really, really enjoyed. Oh, I just, I think that is... I'm getting a little bit emotional, and I think it's, one, I've had a really long and weird week, but also I think the idea of a creature that's entire reputation is just kind of, like, softness and quiet and kindness is, like, really affecting me right now. Oh! <laughs> There's a picture on the oh. next article of a wolver that's, like, wearing a business suit and twiddling its thumbs sitting on a rock, and how it's sweet. really nice. Oh, how sweet! That is not a wolf face. That is a straight-up, like, something else that's, like... Yeah, it's kind of like a... That does not look like a wolf. No, it's got, like, human eyes, which is kind of throwing me off a little bit. Well, also, the facial structure, like, the mouth is not where it should be for a wolf face. No, his snoot's not pointy enough. It's yeah. much more like mountain lion. Yeah. Um, it's great, though. So, just to recap what we've talked about so far with wolvers, they do not shapeshift. They are always in their form, which is a pretty much humanoid body with a wolf head mm-hmm. um, covered in short fur. So it's n- they, so they have hands. They have hands. Opposable they, thumbs? Right, yes. Okay. They don't have, like, the proportions of a wolf, and they don't have, like, the lupine features that we sort of expect in werewolf mythos. It's it's very much like they are a man with a wolf head <laughs> covered oh, in wolf fur. Got it. I don't know if they have tails or not. It's not really specified. Hmm. Probably can't see them under their uh, under their sport coats. Under their, their dapper jackets. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. This comes to us from uh, werewolves.com. <laughs> oh, wow. Which, uh, by its own reckoning, covers werewolf, werewolves, and lichens. 
a great website for a wolf-loving teen. Excellent, yeah. Or any age. I wish I would have discovered this website when I was a cool wolf-loving teen. This Are you a wolf kid? I was absolutely a wolf kid. You know kid. there's like um, wolf kids, horse kids, and dragon kids? Oh, see, I actually was more of a dragon kid, I think. Okay. But I, yeah, I'm now more of like a, a wolf kid, I think. I wanted to be a horse kid and mm-hmm. then realized horses are terrifying <laughs> to ride. Um, and then I was a dragon. No, I was friends with a wolf kid. Mm-hmm. She like was an int- like a major wolf kid. She read like that Julie of the Wolves book and oh, wanted to, yeah. like she was like that'll be me. We were like eight and she was like I'm gonna they're gonna raise me as their own. I'm gonna go and they're gonna raise me. Oh my goodness. I'll eat the raw meat. It'll be great. And I was like please don't do that. Oh um <laughs> I don't think it was ever an active plan, but I don't know. And then um I was a dragon kid finally because I had that book Dragonology and that just really I did, yeah. I well I was definitely like a hardcore dragon kid. I had like Dragonology in the Dragonology handbook yeah. and I also had Wizardology in the Wizards oh, yeah. Across the World handbook. And I had Egyptology. I had Egyptology too. Which was excellent. Yes. And I had the Wand Maker's handbook, if which anything, was like from a different series. If anything, I might have been like a ghosts kid. I I feel like you were you're now a ghosts kid. I was a ghost kid. You do know kid that about yourself, too. right? Oh, yeah. Okay. But I had a ghost hunting like like guide and I was like gonna make a ghost hunting kid and hunt some ghosts proud of you not for sport just to look at them (laughs) all right so this article from werewolves.com is called a kind-hearted werewolf Mm, sweet most of the werewolves in folklore film and books are usually these monstrous and ferocious beasts that turn anyone unlucky enough to cross them into nothing but a pile of bloody pulp Oh, my God. (laughs) but among the chaos and gore is one old folktale of a sweet and kind werewolf the unique werewolves I am speaking of are the galley trots, also known as wolvers, which come from the Shetland Islands of Scotland. Galley trot. Now, I do want to clarify, the galley trot is actually, according to my other research, because I looked into galley trots too, and I couldn't find quite as much information as I wanted about the wolver. And there is a lot of information about galley trots, but I do believe them to be a distinct thing. They are they're different else. in my mind. Yeah, there's something else. And I'd love to do an episode about them at some point. Maybe we can even get Henry Galley back on here to talk Gally about his trot. beautiful namesake. But, um, is but, it spelled the same? It is, yeah. <gasps> Henry! Anyway, but right. galley trots are super cool. They're just, like, a different thing from my understanding. Absolutely. Galley trots seem to be, for one thing, much more, like, canine in nature, uh, like, quadrupedal mm-hmm. and more, like, lingering around having association with, like, graveyards. And mm-hmm. they're more sort of, like, a grim figure. Yeah, and so to clarify, they're not, like, the new hip line dancing move. No, I wish. Okay. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, same. I'm not that surprised, but I was holding out hope. It's okay. I'll get over it. Well, the wolver is described as a normal man covered with short brown hair. But what is not so normal is that this man has the head of a wolf. Oh, I see. (laughs) Plot twist. Uh, As long as the wolvers are left in peace, they show no aggression to anyone, which we already know. The best stories about a wolver claim that it would spend its time sitting on a rock and fishing. That rock is still known today as the wolver stain. Mm. When the wolver was finished fishing, it was known to leave some of its fish on the windowsills of poor families. So, Hmm. nice wolver. Fishes a lot. Apparently, in some of these sources I've found, um, to this day, like flat like large flat rocks at the edges of bodies of water are still referred to as like wolver stains. You see when you're like, that's a wolver stain. That's so cool. Yeah. It's because that's what they do their fishing. Yep, that's and when they do their fishing. When they do their fishing. Um, there are two potential images in my head, and I know that one of them is cuter, but I also know that the other one is more uh-huh. reasonable. Are they, like, bear-style catching them with their hands, or are they? do they have little fishing poles? In the art that I've seen, they have fishing poles. They yes. are actually fishing. I dared to dream. I dared to hope. Oh, my God. I'm so glad. Yeah. There's at least one picture of that, and I'll find it for you here in a minute, because it's it's very wholesome. I was, Alex, I was afraid to dare to dream. Yeah, no. Like, I've seen a picture, and it was obviously, like, an illustration, but that was, like, a wolver in a suit fishing from a rock. 
Oh my god, it wasn't oh, it wasn't a photograph? Well, I mean, I, it was older, right? Like yeah. the sightings haven't been happening in like a hundred years. Wow. So mm. I feel like you're slacking a little bit. Yeah, it's my bad. You couldn't find any photos of a of a nice business. I did boy. try. Yeah. <laughs> Believe they, me, I tried. So I know if all they do is fish, and I don't mean this, like they can dress however they want. Why are they wearing business clothes? I think they really want to be respected. Oh, you know, they're yeah. trying. Um, there's actually they there's, shouldn't have to dress fancy to be respected. You're so right. They shouldn't. There's an interesting point about that too that we'll get to very shortly. Okay. Um, but like most supernatural creatures, according to werewolves.com, there are a few bad stories about wolvers as well. And I do have to preface this. I really do think that these stories are more referring to galley trots than wolvers. And I think this is a problem that happens when you lump them all together because they're clearly not the same. But this says, In some versions of the myth, they were mainly associated with old burial grounds and ancient buildings. Their presence was once thought to indicate that valuable items or money was hidden nearby. There was also the belief that to see a wolver or galley trot was an omen of approaching death. Which, again, I think is more of a galley trot thing. However, there is something I've found in multiple wolver sources corroborated across the internet mm-hmm. that wolvers would tend to actually appear and sit by the windows of um, terminally ill individuals. They're therapy dogs. <laughs> They're therapy fisherman dogs. Yeah. I just, that just affected me. I don't know why it just affected me. Anyway. Um, so I'm not sure in terms of the galley drop, but I think in terms of the wolver, it's less of a seeing the wolver means you're going to die thing. And it's more of a, like, I know I'm dying and therefore I might see the wolver. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems less like they're a harbinger of doom and more like they're like sad for you. So they come to sit by yeah, your window. They're a hospice pup. Oh. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> That's really sad, but very sweet. The author of this article, who identifies themselves as Moonlight, finishes up with this paragraph that just says, Even those bad things pointed out above aren't actually all that bad compared to other werewolf stories out there. Sometimes those stories of scary fanged beasts ripping bodies apart with their claws and then getting shot by a silver bullet get old. So it's refreshing to have at least one old folktale about a helpful and compassionate werewolf. I mean... I don't want to pick a bone with, I don't want to, like, fight with this article because their tone is very nice and I do enjoy it, but it's not a werewolf. No, it's not a werewolf. By, by definition, okay. werewolf does of not mean all that. entities, the moonlight, that which turns werewolves from man into wolf, should know. Should know. Should know better. Mm-hmm. Even when a man is pure heart and says his prayers by night, that's not that's not how that goes. Not <laughs> even when a man, it's even a man who's pure heart. It says even when a, even when, when a man is, when night... <laughs> Wolfsbane. <laughs> Wolfsbane. Potter, tell me the difference between monkshood and Wolfsbane. I don't know, sir. They are the same plant. <laughs> I'm a monster who likes to torment children. Um, That's really ridiculous, Professor Snape. <laughs> anyway, I remember when I found out they were the same plant, I was furious. I was like, you asked a gotcha question to an 11-year-old? Yep. There's some BS fan theory that his, like, questions in that are, like, him apologizing to Harry through flower language about his mother. And what? that's bogus. You expected hey, an 11-year-old hey, to know hey, flower language? Hot take. Oh, no. Not even the hot take. This is, like, a lukewarm take. Pretty cold. This but take the rest has been of left y'all, out overnight. It's the rest of y'all that need to get your heads out of the oven and listen to this take. <gasps> Severus Snape is a bad man. Oh, yeah. With zero redeeming qualities. Oh, yeah. None. None of them. Do not care what you think. Absolutely. All right. Loving the idea of a woman so much that you turn her and her husband into Nazi hunters is not even like a thing, right? Do we recognize like not turning them into Nazi hunters? (laughs) I was going to say, you mean, um, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, you turned them in to the Nazis who were hunting them. I recognize that was a poorly phrased sentence. I just wanted to make sure that we clarified. Um, No, I get you. Just literally just for the sake of 
understandability. No, yeah, absolutely wild. Anyway, that was a weird little Harry Potter He's the worst. He's the worst, though. Anyway. This is a cute little snippet from a website called ScottishCountryDanceOfTheDay.com, because there's a Scottish country dance named after the Wolver. I want to go. Well, not like a... Not like a, a dance, no, like I an want, event. No, I, no, it's are you, you going to go to, the to there? Dance? Do you have a date to the Wolver dance? <laughs> well, maybe. Oh man, I um, uh, what you do to ask someone to the Wolver dance is you leave a fish on their windowsill <laughs> with a little letter tied to it that says, "Will you go with me?" Oh man, hot promposal ideas. Two K eighteen, love that. I was gonna say, I'm sure all of you have already done your promposals, but but if you're still looking. Which, by the way, this is my hot take of the episode. I Promposals are like, it's fine to ask someone to prom in a creative way, but calling them promposals makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Um, I don't think it's, I think it's weird to use a school dance as like some sort of weird stand-in for marriage for children. I don't like it. Children and sometimes young adults, because sometimes people in high school are 18, 19, you get it. But still, I don't like it and it makes me feel weird. Anyway. Well. On that note, Scottish Country Dance of the Day is telling us about a dance called the Scottish Werewolf, but in their notes for it, they include the following. Werewolves, literally man-wolves, are shape-shifting creatures with unusual speed, strength, reflexes, and senses. They can be found as fearsome subjects in countless books, films, and television shows in the modern era, from the horror classic The Wolfman, 1941, to the more recent paranormal teenage romance franchise of Twilight. 2008. Oh, yes. Now, those were not technically werewolves either. They were shapeshifters. However, the concept of men turning into wolves goes all the way back to ancient Greece. Oh, yeah. In European folklore, it was believed that some humans were unwillingly transformed into werewolves through various means, including being cursed, being conceived under a new moon, by having eaten certain herbs, by sleeping under the full moon on a Friday, or by drinking water that has been touched by a wolf. Oh, Sorry, sleeping under the moon on a Friday just sounds like a way to tell people, just sounds like a way to get people to not pass out drunk outside. Yep. Like, that's what that sounds like. That's like, oh, well, make sure you get home before, like, and don't fall asleep outside on a Friday night. Because otherwise you'll become a werewolf. Scottish werewolves, known as wolvers, from the folklore of the Shetland Islands, (laughs) unlike their European counterparts who are depicted as dangerous and malevolent, could be kind-hearted. That's a tough sentence to parse. It's written very strangely. But we all get the idea because we've gone over this so far. (laughs) The ancient Celts believed that the wolver actually evolved from wolves. Oh. It was said to be symbolic of the in-between stage of man and wolf. It's the missing link. It's the missing link between wolves and man. So if we evolved from wolves, the wolver is the missing link. Or just like maybe taking away the missing link idea, just kind of, we've talked a lot about divergent evolution and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's what, that's like um, the idea of like there being a humanoid that shares a common ancestor with a wolf. Yep. Yeah. It's really cool. It's cool. And that's like a pretty common belief vis a vis wolvers is that I they are it. the evolutionary, you know, remainder of like a wolf ancestry, which is interesting. Alex, are you familiar with a film called Howard the Duck? I am aware of it. <laughs> well, in Howard the Duck, there is a an alternate like planet uh, full of like duck people that like are like evolved from duck, like as if ducks evolved to be intelligent, like. And like operate like people do, and I don't really know where I'm going with this, except to part, <laughs> except to like, except to propose that perhaps wolvers existing on planet Earth is some sort of Howard the Duck. It's definitely a Howard the Duck scenario. scenario. Yeah, a movie that I only know about from reading other people's articles about how bad it is. 
by the way. So, like, if I get a fact wrong about Howard the Duck, I need you to know I have not seen the picture. (laughs) And also do not care. Also, I do not care about the the integrity of the storyline of Howard the Duck. Oh, man. Uh, Wolver sightings occurred on a regular basis around Shetland up to the start of the 20th century. They could often be seen sitting on a stone, fishing in a loch or river for their tea. The stones, called wolverstains, are flat rocks located on the banks of rivers and lochs. Wolvers had a lot of patience and could spend hours fishing until they made a catch. The wolver would often guide lost travelers to nearby towns and villages. There are also tales of wolvers leaving fish on the windowsills of poor families or households with a sick individual. And the wolver would also sit sadly outside the home of a terminally ill person. Oh, I didn't realize they would bring fish to the house of a sick sick person. That reminds me of... um uh, and, of course, other parts of the country do this, too. But as someone mm-hmm. whose family is from uh, the southern United States, I'm very familiar with the uh, bringing of food to a person who is going through a distressing time. That is, like, the most yeah. standard love language of, like, the southern United States. And I think the Midwest is very big on this, too. Just different dishes. In the Midwest, I believe they bring casseroles. Um, um, it's called hot dish. No, but sometimes other casseroles, too. Not just hot dish. No, there but are it's other called casseroles. hot dish. All right, all right. I don't know the rules of hot dish, per se. People have tried to explain it to me. I get confused. <laughs> but, like, it just seems a little bit like the wolvers engaging in that age-old love language of when someone's in distress, bring them food. I truly believe that's what's happening here. I love that. Oh, my God. You know what I... This is not relevant. It's relevant Mm -hmm. in terms of fish and, like, food when you need comfort food. Um, There's... And I don't even remember which Miyazaki film it's in, but there's, like, a fish pie in a Miyazaki film, and I just distinctly remember being a child and being obsessed with it because it looks so good. Anyway... (laughs) Just thinking maybe, like, the wolver could mix it up a little and, like, actually cook the fish, maybe make I a mean, fish pie. I mean, that's a concept, I guess. They don't have a kitchen, probably. So I think that uh, the last thing I'm going to leave you guys with, because mm-hmm. there are some more articles, but they mostly just rehash the same thing over and over again, and you guys get it by Look, now. Look, tale as old as time, wolf as good a boy as can be. I can't. <laughs> I can't make—I didn't have a joke. My favorite film. Okay, so this is a slightly different take on it. Um, this is Shetlink.com, okay. which is just like a chat board for people from Shetland That's who want to nice. chat about being Shetlandish. Shetland. Yeah. Um, Talk about their little horses. And someone named Johnners <laughs> in July 2006 posted, Anybody ever seen a wolver? No, his name is John. That's just how you spell it in Scotland. <laughs> you just spell it Johnners, but it's pronounced John. <laughs> no. Great. Um, and then quotes a little passage from Wikipedia and says, I've never heard of this thing, but it sounds cool. Torrent of cheap gags about various hairy fishing people wholly expected. Someone named Fan Man responds and says, Or standing in a pub playing his bass and drinking a pint at the same time. Class. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, Fan Man also adds, BTW, never seen one, but would like to. Sounds cool. (laughs) Ghost Rider says, never heard of such a thing before. Kind of nervous about looking in the mirror now, though, in case there's a canine face staring back at me. What? Never been much for fishing, though, so maybe I won't have to spend my winter howling at the moon this year yet. No one turns into a wolver. Is is that Nicolas Cage? Did Nicolas Cage write that? I think it might be Nicolas Cage. It Ghost Rider. It does. Um, although Mugle says, I'm glad you haven't heard of it, Ghost Rider. I was thinking to myself that someone has just made that up. It's a new one on me. I do like fishing, though. I do have favorite rocks to sit on. I am getting hairier and liking my steaks rawer. This is not good, is it? <laughs> I love these people acting like it's a terrifying thing if you turned into a friendly wolf man who just I just out love fishes. the sort of conceit that they're just like, huh. Maybe all folks from Shetland are just wolvers. Maybe the old look. 
Why are there no people over the age of 50 in Shetland? Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look at it. It's true. But there are no people over the age of 50 in Shetland because when you turn 50, you just become a wolver. Yep. There are some other comments in this thread about... um, it's a rite of passage. Something about something or someone named Peary Brian, who I think is just a member of this forum. Oh, beautiful. And they're all like, that's not Shetland Wolver, that's Peary Brian. Oh, my God. Which is phenomenal. I think that in this particular area, instead of retiring, people just become wolvers. And honestly, it's a lot like retirement. You get really hairy. You spend a lot of time fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, you have time to go visit your neighbors who you, are ill. You know a lot of people who are terminally ill and dying. <laughs> Yikes. Sorry. Um, I will just say, though, that this one last thing is that there is a comment from the aforementioned Peary Brian in this forum, which I don't think is relevant, but oh, it's hilarious to me. he showed up to defend himself. He showed up, and I will read exactly what it says phonetically. Give me. Donna think I canna see what's going on here. <laughs> I have chosen to rise above certain comments made in this thread. (laughs) (laughs) Which is incredible. I can't tell if he's being, I want to believe he's being completely uh, (laughs) genuine and not passive aggressive. He's being serious. He's like, I have chosen. I I will forgive you all. Don't think I can see what's going on here. Oh my gosh. And it is literally written that way. Oh, Peary Brian. I am making none of this up. So that's the Wolver. He's a soft. 10 out of 10, good, perfect, wonderful boy, soft. best boy, soft, soft boy. Not as, I don't even kind soft and pat, I mean soft. Soft. Oh, soft, but also soft. He is also covered in, in wolf fur, which is adorable. Oh, one thing I forgot to go over. Um, There is a school of thought, and it's mm-hmm. a fairly common one, that okay. actually, just like with many werewolf, quote-unquote, legends, that um, hypertrichosis is oh, the yes. reason behind this. I mean, So yeah. there is a condition, hypertrichosis, where people grow lots of hair all over their bodies. And so the thought is that if the wolver is not, in fact, a supernatural creature, a wolver, which it is, we know that it is, absolutely, 100% convinced, that the wolver or wolver sightings may have been... And in fact, people in the community who had this condition who found themselves outcast and were therefore trying to be exceptionally nice to the people around them who might have also been, you know, outcast because they were poor, because they were ill, taking care of the other people sort of like outside of societal norms. I'm crying. I know. The Wolver's really good. I I was going to say, if you're not familiar with this um, condition, it uh, is like famously what uh, what people um, in uh, old, like, sideshows and uh, things mm-hmm. like that were, like, if there was, like, a wolf man or, like, a dog-faced boy, it was it was, it was was that. Hypertrichosis, yes. yeah. There is also a condition called clinical lycanthropy in which people believe that they are shape-shifting into an animal. Yes. Um, which, I mean, again, obviously, they totally are. But, mm-hmm. you know, that is another thing. <laughs> I was currently, I just spend so much time in rehearsals for um, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, which is a musical I was involved in. And one of the words that someone has given, not like lycanthropy, but is boanthropy, the delusion that one has become an ox. So in case anyone was wondering, that is a thing. If you needed that in If your you life. needed that information, I just have been carrying that around in my mind with nowhere to put it for the last <laughs> like month of my life. Incredible. So here you are. But um, yeah, you know what? I'm a very big fan I am an enormous fan of the Wolver. I love the Wolver. I want to run away with the Wolver and go fish in Shetland. It's really sweet. Like, honestly, honestly, when you're describing the lifestyle, all I can think is, especially, like, when stuff gets really hectic and stressful in my life, that's all I can think is, like, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, I just want to, like, go to a Wolver retreat. Just, like, you know? Go—can they start those? They would— 
Okay, look, I don't know if anyone from the Shetland Tourism Board is listening to this. I highly doubt it. But in case you are, if you want to increase, like, your tourism and you want to, like, make some great, like, mad cash for your area and, like, your township, whatever. I don't know what it's called. But um, please start a Wolver-themed, like, fishing and uh, just sort of relaxation retreat in the area. I will do it. I would I would pay many dollars. I can't wait for Stardew Valley 2, Star 2 Valley Wolver Retreat, where you just get to play as a Wolver who retires from the city to go fish. Wait, that sounds so nice. Oh, my God. I Star play... 2 Valley is my intellectual property. If you want it, you're going to have to pay me for it. Alex, I think that you could potentially run into some legal trouble with the people who made Stardew Valley. No, Star 2 Valley. I'm just telling the them. Yeah. It's not the same. And one, I'm just telling them, if they decide to use that title for their sequel, they better pony up. Fair use. <laughs> it's parody, fair use. What? What? They got to pony up. They got to pony up. Um, okay. So that's our episode for you. We are going to, again, cut this one a little bit short just because of not only the information about the wolver and the fact that he's perfect as he is, but yeah, also the fact that we are going to go run real quick and record for you guys on the Patreon um, a Horror Borealis one-shot, which should be a wild ride considering yeah. zero plotting went into this. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. What more can be said about nature's most perfect boy? There is nothing else to say, although we would love to hear you guys chat with us about it on Twitter or in our Facebook group, which is the Cryptid Keeper Appreciation Group. Yes. Or um, in our various Patreon channels, mm-hmm. or you can send us an email with your wolver sightings mm-hmm. or any other critter at cryptkeeppod at gmail.com. C-R-Y-P-T-K-E-E-P-P-O-D at gmail. And also, since um, you uh, sort of glossed over it a little bit, our Twitter, if you didn't know already, is at cryptkeeppod. So just like the spelling of that email Absolutely. address, you can find us on there. Let's talk about nature's most perfect boy. He's so Come, good. Join us. Come join us. Run away from the hectic wildlife. Come out fish into the lush greenlands and fish with us on the on the the slippery rocks. No, not slippery. rise above it all. <laughs> rise away from it all. For this, not even above it, so you can still look down on it. I want you like completely far away. Not you can't like just look down. If you're just above it, whatever it is, I don't want you to be able to look down and just see all your it, all your stuff. No, away. We're going to rise away from it all. Get right out of there. Get right out of there. Incredible. Fish your troubles away. I think my dad would really like the wolver. Anyway. Oh, my God. Your dad would love the... Your dad might be a wolver. My dad might be a wolver. He's getting... No, because he's losing his hair, not getting hairier. Well, there's no study about what happens to wolvers in their old age. (laughs) He does love to fish really quickly. I need to say something about my dad that's really, really cute, which is that his best friend is his fishing buddy, um, his best friend Avery, who is one of my best friends from childhood, uh, her dad. And recently... um, Or this is just a cute dad story. Um, I love this story so much. This is just a cute dad story. All dads are wolvers. All wolvers are dads, or all good dads are wolvers. All wolvers are good dads. Um, uh, recently, Avery went fishing with a man from his uh, from his medical practice. Like he's a doctor, and like someone he knows from work, he went fishing with him. And then he told his wife not to tell my mom because he was afraid it would hurt my dad's feelings that he fished with another man. <laughs> it's uh, my favorite thing in the world. It's, so it's we're going cute. to we're going to send you out into the rest yes. of your week with that wholesome dad energy at your oh, yeah. at your sails, and. Uh, Happy fishing. Happy fishing, whether your fishing is literal or metaphorical, or if you're fishing for fortune or compliments or what have you. Anyway, you look nice today. As always, I hope we can keep you around and stay safe out there.